Praise God. Title of this sermon is Faith Basics Part 3. And faith is measurable and faith can grow. So I'm going to say this to you this morning. Your faith can grow and God wants your faith growing. Amen. And, uh, and we can measure faith. Amen. And we're going to talk about that this morning. But Hebrews 11.6 is um, our foundational scripture for the series. And I love this scripture here. Um, it says, but without faith, it's impossible to please God or to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, that God is, and that God is a rewarder of those who casually, that's right, diligently seek him. I'm glad you guys are reading the word. Amen. I could, I could mess you up if you're not reading it. Amen. So we're not, we're not casual seekers of God. We're diligent seekers of God. Is that right? And so God is a rewarder. I love that. And so God is, he rewards us when we pursue him. It's, it's, it's amazing. God is a rewarder when we pursue him and seek him uh, with all our hearts. Amen. And what does he want to reward us with? He wants, us, he wants to bless us. He wants to bless you with good health. He wants, you, he wants to bless you with good relationships. He wants to bless you with, can I say finance, finances, amen. Do you believe that God wants to bless you with finances? So God wants to bless you in every area of your life, amen. And so, and so we know that Jesus paid the price for us to walk in that blessing. But we can, we can uh, enact the blessings of God. How, we, how do we do that? By pleasing God. You know, when I get up in the morning, you know, and I, I, and I pray and I worship God, you know, my heart's desire is to please God. Amen. Amen. And I hope that's your heart's desire. I hope you have a heart to please God. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about, you know, that if we have fear of man, you know, fear of man is trying to please man. But fear of God is pleasing God over man. Amen. And so that's my, what I endeavor to do is try to live a life that's, that's well-pleasing to God. What does the Bible says when, we're, when our life is well-pleasing to God? It actually says that he'll make even our enemies be at peace with us. Amen. So that's, that's great. So we see in Hebrews eleven five, 5, uh, we see a, a, you know, a little account of Enoch in his life with God. Now, Enoch um, is an Old Testament character. And it says, uh, and this is uh, right before I just read to you Hebrews 6. And it says, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Wow. So we see here that there's a reward here. And this reward here uh, is that Enoch escaped natural death. See, God can do it any way he wants to do it. He can, he can write the rules. He can amend the rules a little bit. He, if he wants to bring somebody to heaven, God has the power and the ability to do it. He doesn't have to do it a certain way. And with Enoch, Enoch was walking with God, fellowshipping with God. Obviously, he was living for God. And, and, it, and the Bible says that he pleased God. And God said, that's it. I got to have him in heaven. I, I got to bring him to heaven. He's not even going to see death. Amen. I, I, I believe that's with us today. I, I believe that we're in the last days. How many people believe that we're possibly in the last of the last days? Amen. I mean, we, we are in some 
you know, the Bible talks about treacherous times. We're, 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 we're in times where, you know, our liberties are being eroded. Can I get an amen here? But thank God we can pray for our government. Amen. We can pray and, and believe God that he's working in the midst of every dark situation out here. And so we, we, got, we got to believe that, that, that there's good that God can bring out of the darkness. Amen. And so Jesus is coming back. And, and, and I believe that Jesus is coming back for the saints that are ready. Some people think, well, it's automatic. Well, I, I believe you got to believe and be looking for Jesus. Amen. I believe you need to be living a life pleasing to Jesus. Uh, I, I, I believe that you don't need to be backslidden in some kind of club, you know, you know, and, and you, you're out of church. I don't know if Jesus is picking you up. Amen. You might be shrinking back at his appearing. The Bible says we don't want to shrink back at the appearing of Jesus. In other words, we should be looking for that blessed hope. Amen. What's the blessed hope? Jesus split in the eastern sky. He's coming back, saints. And you know what? He's getting the church ready. And I believe the church is getting, you know, this is Pentecost Sunday. I believe that the church is getting ready. God's about ready to pour down his spirit in such degrees. Amen. That we're going to be talking different. We're going to be walking different. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? The things that used to pull you down and keep you bound up, they're being loosened in the last days. Amen. No more bondage. Glory to God. You believe that today? I believe that. I believe the power of God. The Bible says in the last days, I'm going to keep preaching this. You probably heard this. I said this last week. It says in the last days that God will pour out his spirit on the church. I know his wrath is coming, but his spirit and goodness is coming first. Amen. His wrath is coming. We're saved from the wrath of God to come, the Bible says. Isn't that good news? So there is a wrath of God. But we're not going to experience it. Why? Because Jesus is coming back to pick us up. Glory to God. And then the seven year tribulation. Amen. And, uh, you know, I'm a pre-tribber myself. I believe that we're not going to experience the suffering. Amen. That God's not coming back for a beat up bride. Amen. He's coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Can I get an amen? amen. So, so, so we see that, that the faithfulness of Enoch caused them to be uh, raptured, you know, in the Old Testament. Amen. And we see this also that, um, uh, that, uh, that uh, the next person was uh, Noah. And we see that Noah was a preacher of righteousness in Hebrews eleven seven. And it says, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. So we see here that Noah, we know he was a righteous preacher. He pleased God and, and the reward, the payoff for pleasing God, walking with God was the salvation of his family. Amen. Can I get an amen? Now, you know, I'm going to say this. Your family, maybe, maybe you have some relatives. Maybe, I, I'm talking about immediate family. Maybe your kids aren't, aren't acting the right way. 
Uh, I believe there's a promise in the scriptures that says you and your household will be saved. I, I, I believe that. And I have to keep believing that no matter how bad our, 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 our relatives may be acting or our children. I, I believe, you know, that God's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. And it says his son, our sons and daughters will be prophesying. I'm, I'm, I'm believing for that. I'm keeping my faith online for that. And in Acts 16, 30 to 31, this is an account of, uh, you know, Paul and Silas when they were in prison. And, you know, in the midnight hour, they were worshiping the Lord. And guess what happens when you start worshiping God? It breaks chains. Amen. It opens prison doors. Glory to God. So they were worshiping the Lord. And what happened, the, uh, the, the prison guard noticed all the, the, the doors were open. And uh, glory to God. He noticed all the doors were open and uh, and none of the prisoners left. They all stayed put. Yes. Somebody say that's God. that's God. And that and that and that warden of that prison almost killed himself. And Paul said, do yourself no harm. We're all in here. Yes. And so and then and then what he says here in Acts 16, 30, 31, uh, the, the, the man uh, said, uh, he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? This is interesting. When people start seeing the power of God in manifestation, they know there's a God in heaven. And I'm telling you, when God starts manifesting his presence and his power through the church, glory to God, people are going to say there is a God. I'm telling you, when the, when the Holy Spirit starts revealing to you words of wisdom and knowledge to help people, they're going to know there's a God in heaven that knows who they are. Amen. Amen. And so we see here that in Acts 16, he says, and he brought them out. He says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? I, I like that. I like people coming to me. What must I do to be saved? Instead of me trying to talk somebody into salvation. Amen. And, uh, and, he's th and they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You and your household. Hello. These are scriptures. I, you know, you know, you say, well, what about free will, Pastor? Yeah, I know about free will. and God gives us free will. But God can God can he can move. He can, he can move on the hardest of hearts. He can soften the hardest of hearts and bring people into a place where they're loving him. You're here this morning. Some of you probably were a little hard-headed. I'm still a little hard-headed. God still is working. Is God still working on you, some of you guys? He's working on me. I, I, I can be hard-headed. I can be stubborn. Amen. But thank God, uh, I, I, uh, you know, when, when things aren't going my way, I start, I start getting back on my knees and saying, God, what's going on? Help me. Amen. That's a good place to be. Amen. And so I want to talk to you about, first of all, that faith, uh, and I've talked about this in the first session, faith doesn't just come by believing for it or seeing miracles, but that does help our faith. But faith, faith comes by only one way, is by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Uh, Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And this, I'm going to say this, why church is so important is because a lot of times you're, when you're in a church service, there's a corporate anointing and there's a presence of God that's unlike watching it online. I thank God for all those that are watching it, but you can get distracted watching online. 
Amen. And, and it's easy just because there's a lot of distractions in the household. And thank God that we're able to do this. But, you know, there's something about corporate anointing and corporate presence. And see, when God illuminates a word to you when I'm ministering, that could it could actually radically change your life. One word from God, one person said, can change your life. One, let me let me preface it this way. One anointed word from God. God can can loose whatever bondage you may be dealing with just by one anointed word. Do you believe that today? And I'm telling you that when I get into the word of God, sometimes I'm dealing with issues. And sometimes God will just bring me to one scripture and I read it and it set me free. Amen. And so so we see this, that that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So the greatest way we're going to walk in faith is by hearing the word of God. But more than that is by us speaking God's word and hearing ourselves say it. Look at your neighbor and say, say it. And see, so when we start saying, when we start quoting the scriptures, amen, out of our own mouth, in ju not just listening, but quoting the scriptures, whenever the enemy starts attacking you, you need to learn to quote some scriptures. Amen. amen. Whenever you're attacked with pain, by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. You need to quote some scriptures. Yeah. Amen. Whenever you're Tired, don't say you're tired. <laughs> say, let the weak say they're strong. You start quoting some scriptures. And it's good to, how did Jesus make it through his wilderness when he was tested? He said, it is written. He, he quoted the word to the devil. The devil plays mind games. So the devil will speak to your mind, always trying to contradict the word of God, trying to get you to question God's goodness, his love and his mercy. So so you got to You got to You got to You got to figure out, you know, where this thought is coming from. Is it coming from you? Is it coming from the enemy? Or is it, or if it's a good thought, it normally comes from God. If hey, men, if, if, if you get a thought to take out the trash, it's not coming from the devil. If you get a thought to just tell your wife you love your wife, that, that's probably not coming from the devil. <laughs> that's coming from, from God. Amen? If you even have a, a, just a desire just to give your wife a kiss, that could be from God. Okay? Could be from God. Amen. amen. Can, can I get an amen with the ladies in here? Is romance dead? In, 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 no, no, romance. We got to keep the romance fired up. Amen. I was looking at my wife the other day and she just was looking, looking so beautiful to me. Amen. And I just said, I need a kiss. That's right. I, <laughs> I didn't get slapped. Glory to God. I used to get slapped trying to, do, trying to pull that on. Okay, that was in my old days. But anyway, we'll, we'll, continue, we'll keep moving forward on this message. Amen. And uh, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So the greatest way we're going to walk in faith is by speaking God's promises or his word. That's why we have those uh, confession sheets out there. Amen. So you can confess the word of God. Joshua 1 8 says it this way. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So here, uh, you know, uh, Joshua was giving a formula for success and meditating is just basically muttering the word of God. 
It's speaking the word of God. Amen. It, it, it's not, you know, it's, it's not, um, not being like Fred Flintstone. He gets upset and say, racka, fracka, racka. Remember he used to do that? Anybody ever used to watch the Flintstones? Amen. Under your breath. No, no, you might need to start praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. When things are going wrong, start praying, start speaking the word of God. Start speaking that you have the love of God, that you have the patience of God. Amen. That you have the patience of Job. Amen. Just keep speaking those things. Amen. So, so let's continue. You have to meditate on that word day and night. And then it says, then you'll make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Amen. So we're going to talk about faith and uh, how to activate your faith this morning. I've been talking about it all through the sessions of faith. And in Mark eleven twenty two 22 to 24 says it this way. Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Or actually it's written this way, have the God kind of faith. So, so, so God wants us to have faith like him. Amen. Amen. God wants us to act like him. He doesn't want us acting like the devil. Amen. So we want to act like God as in. In other words, God is merciful. God is loving. God is long-suffering. God is kind. Have you ever studied out how good God is? I mean, he's merciful. He's, he, his goodness reigns on the just and the unjust. I mean, God's good. God's merciful. He's loving. He's kind. And so, so you're loving. You're merciful. Can I get an amen here? <laughs> you're kind. Amen. You're going to start acting like God. Amen. Amen. You don't hold grudges. You don't hold uh, things against people. Glory to God. Amen. You don't you don't harbor ill will or bitterness. Amen. And so we want to act like him. And so it says have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. For surely I say to you what whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. See, that's where we get in trouble is when we start to doubt. But believe those things he says will be done. He will have whatsoever he says Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And that's where we get in trouble. We just don't believe we have them yet. And you need to put your faith in the now and, and your prayers in the now and start believing that God's making it work today. Amen. In other words, have now faith. So I love this. This is talking about that our faith can move mountains and those mountains are the obstacles that the enemy at times will try to put before us to keep us from walking out the plans and the purposes of God for our life. You know, God's plan and purpose for your, your life is good plans and purpose. He wants you blessed. He wants you healthy. He wants you to have an abundant supply. He wants you to have good relationships. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? That's his will. He wants you to walk out his will. Amen. It's threefold will. It's a threefold blessing. Amen. And so, so we need to understand that our words can affect the problems that are trying to come against us and we can speak to our mountains and we command those mountains to leave and they have to leave. We have to have faith in our own words. Can I say it again? We have to have faith in our own words that our words have power. Amen. And then we need to have faith in the name of Jesus. Sometimes I just, I, I don't know. I mean, when was the last time you enacted the name of Jesus? When was the act, last time you said in the name of Jesus? Amen. I remember that uh, uh, there was a, there was, I had an altercation with a person outside the church. Everybody was gone. And uh, uh, I think I may have told you about this, but he got a little angry with me. And, um, and um, he picked up a rock and it was, he was going to smash my head in with it. Amen. 
And I just looked at him and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I got short man syndrome, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm picked on. So I learned to, I'm, you know, I got almost a chip on my shoulder at times, you know, you're not going to hit me, you know. And I just moved right in like, are you going to hit me with that rock, you know. And, uh, and, and he was picking that rock up and, and Yin was there and Yin says, in the name of Jesus, put that rock down. And he's like this. Dropped it. And my wife saved me that day. <laughs> she, she, I didn't even think about using the name of Jesus. I was just, just like, I didn't know. I, I, you know, you know, us men, you know how we can be at times. You know, we can just lose our temper. You know, we, we're, we're tough, right? And, but she said, in the name of Jesus. And that, and that guy put that rock down, you know. I'm telling you, there's power in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that today? You gotta, you gotta believe that there's power in the name of Jesus. Think about this in Mark 16, 15, uh, 15 through 18. Uh, this is Jesus, and this is right before he, he ascends into heaven. And he gives the disciples a, you know, commission. And he says, guys, I'm going back to heaven. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be at the right hand of the Father. I'm going up, but I'm going to give you a commission. And he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news to every creature he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Somebody say, I'm a believing believer. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. In the name of Jesus, what will they do? What will we do in Jesus' name? We'll cast out demons. I'm telling you, yeah, demons are out here. Yeah, demons will try to get on people. Demons will, will make people sick. The Bible says there's demons of oppression and demons of sickness that, that needs to be dealt with. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Jesus dealt with these demons that cause people to, uh, kids, and uh, they got on kids. They got, uh, demons will get on people, but you got the name of Jesus and you can command them to go in Jesus' name. Do you believe that today? Amen. And it says here that, and that's the first sign that will follow in the name of Jesus, uh, that, that the sign will be that we will cast out demons, that we will speak with new tongues. You know, that's more than just us having good language and, and not cursing. Amen. It's good not to curse. Amen. And, uh, and, but, but, but speaking new tongues, that's what Pentecost is all about. That's when, when in the day of Pentecost, you know, Jesus said uh, to the disciples, you know, Jesus ministered for 40 days after he was resurrected from the dead, right? Over 500 people saw Jesus alive. And, uh, and, and, so, and so he was there 40 days. And, and, and then he told his disciples to go to the upper room and wait until you're endued with power from on high. The reason why some of us aren't walking in the power like we need to, because we're not waiting on the Lord long enough. Okay, I'm preaching today. In other words, we just want drive-through prayers. We just want to say a little prayer. But it, there, it takes time to cultivate a relationship. It takes, it's, a, it's a time process. And Jesus said, wait. He didn't tell him how long to wait. Think about this. After about three days, some of us may have left. It may have been more than five. They, they say it was 120 people in the upper room. But, but it was over 500 people that saw Jesus. It could have started out with 500 people in the upper room. And then after three days, maybe some left. And after five days, like, I don't, nothing's happening. 
And then after seven days, that was it. Could you imagine the ninth day? People were checking out on the ninth day. But then on the tenth day, they were in the upper room and the power of God came in. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, the power of the God came in and like a mighty rushing wind and fell upon all those that were in that room and, and tongues of fire came and they started speaking in a heavenly language. Glory to God. But more than just speaking in a heavenly language, they got boldness. And I'm telling you, we need boldness in the end days. Glory to God. I'm telling you that the, the enemy is trying to cower down. Christians keep us locked down. I'm telling you, we need to stand in boldness. That's what, that's what God told Joshua when I read that. Joshua, he said, be strong and courageous to possess your land. You've got to get bold. Amen. And the only way you're going to get bold is having, being filled with the Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. Being filled with the Spirit of God. You know, uh, you know Stephen was a man that was full of wisdom, full of sp the Spirit of God, and he was full of power. Amen. Of course, he was the first martyr. Amen. But I'm telling you, Jesus stood up that day when he was backing down those Pharisees, telling them they were stiff neck. They were just like their fathers of old, always resisting the Holy Spirit. And they got so angry, they picked up stones and they stoned Stephen. But, but, but uh, Jesus stood up, the Bible says, and saw, saw the faith of Stephen. He had a glorious ending. Glory to God. How many people want to pray to be a martyr and have a Okay. No martyr, no martyrs in here. You can say, I'm, I'm, I'm being a martyr. I got to live with my spouse. No, don't go there. Don't go there. We'll, we'll continue. No, I am a martyr. Okay. Don't go. Don't, don't tell me that. Amen. We'll, we'll keep moving on. We'll keep moving on. So, so we see this, that, that there's power in the name of Jesus. There's, there's power. And, and so that says that we can, uh, these signs will follow those who will cast out demons, speak in new tongues. Amen. We speak, uh, pick, uh, take up any serpents. They will uh, not hurt us. And we drink any deadly thing. Uh, it won't hurt us. And we can lay hands on the sick. And what will happen? The sick will recover. How do we do this? In the name of Jesus. Amen. Look at your hands. Say, there's a miracle in my hands. Amen. God has anointed you to lay hands on the sick, to cast out demons, to set people free. I love this, what it says in, in John 16, 23 and 24. It says, in that day, you ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask in the Father in my name, I will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you receive and your joy may be made full. Listen, sometimes when I'm speaking to my mountains, when I'm speaking to my problems or the problems are tr that try and drag me down, I will speak to them to get out of my way and I will add the, 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 the most important part in the name of Jesus. Not just get out of my way, but get out of my way in the name of Jesus. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? You've got to enact the name of Jesus in, in your talking every day. You need to start speaking the name of Jesus. And when you do, you throw the entire book at the enemy. Do you believe that today? Amen. Philippians 2, 10, 11 says it this way, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and those in heaven 
and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I love that. So this tells me that in the name of Jesus, every, every person in heaven, on earth or under earth, will have to bow to that name. Think about that. Even if they don't even serve Jesus, everybody's going to bow to Jesus. Everybody's going to bow to Jesus. Why? Because he is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. Now let me talk to you about our faith is measurable. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.